Welcome to The Habit Queen. I'm your host, Anya Perry, a work-life balance wellness coach, entrepreneur, and athlete. My goal is to help busy, driven women like you to feel incredible every day while they are pursuing their wildest dreams. If you're ready to take some powerful steps and build simple rock-solid habits, overcome stress, and multiply your physical and mental energy, you've come to the right place. Tune in each week and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need to use in order to create beautiful, healthy, and harmonious life you adore. I truly believe that you can have it all. Thank you so much for joining and let's begin. Hello, my beautiful friend. I'm super inspired to record today's episode. This episode is brought to you by the only strong cup of coffee I get a day uh, in the morning. So it's pure, slightly caffeinated energy, a clear head. And I have to tell you, before I start sharing how you can stop being hard on yourself, how does it even relate to health, fitness, mindset, whatever you're working on right now, first of all, when you feel called out, if you feel called out during this episode, and this is what I do to my clients a lot, my favorite part of my job, especially when they have aha moments right after, or so what I call them clickable moments, that moments that lead somewhere, those aha moments and discovery. So if you feel, if you are feeling called out when I'm talking to you, I just wanted to know most likely that A, I went through the same experience, I called myself out, or B, I am still working on it. I'm calling myself out and I want to share my discovery because the Habit Queen podcast has becoming bigger, it's growing, and I'm still calling myself the Habit Queen in the making. So I'm still learning, I'm still developing. I believe I'll never stop. I will be growing and learning and experiencing until I'm done living. So I wanted to share this with you because this is something I've struggled for a very, very, very long time. And before we dive in into the juicy details of this episode, I want to tell you, if you're following me on social, you'll probably notice that I am MIA. (laughs) I am actually, I'm taking a whole month of social media, specifically from Instagram and Facebook. You can still find me on TikTok because it does not take me a long time and I don't get stuck. I don't feel cluttered there. I don't feel, and in fact, just a few days in into this whole hiatus, I feel like a whole new different person so whenever you're ready to take a break from social i highly highly recommend it 10 out of 10 like 11 out of 10 so that's a side note but if you feel like the springtime is coming i am ready to make some changes i'm ready to start with a clean slate after covid after all the stuff that's happened in the last few years or just winter sometimes winter is something the season where when we don't take a lot of action and if you are looking forward to feeling supported having guidance, having sense of direction when it comes to your healthy habits, your nutrition, your fitness, your stress management, your sleep, or your mindset when you're feeling so stuck and so trapped in the patterns that don't serve you. Make sure to go and fill out an application that I have in the show notes. It does not take you a long time. We can get on the phone call and chat about whether you and I are a good fit to work together. And after even after seeing your application, I'll be able to identify and get back to you on that. I love coaching people one-on-one because this is where you get better, faster, and 
long-term results versus yo-yoing with your habits, being stuck all the time and taking forever to get where you want to go. So that's out of the way. Uh, The application link is in the show notes. I only take a couple of clients this month because my schedule is full with the studies for the board exam I am taking in a month. It's insane. It's been, it's been crazy, but it's been so good to have extra time to myself and just a lot of creative juices showed up for me and I am excited for what's to come this month. And I'm sure you're going to hear more episodes. I have a whole list already coming your way and a couple of amazing guests. So now without further ado, let's dive into how do we actually, why are we so hard on ourselves? This is a question I love to ask my clients and they usually get so stuck answering it. The first thing they say is, I don't know, (laughs) which is absolutely normal. The fact of the matter, they do know. And once we have proper questions and proper tools to discover this, most women and men too, it's just a little bit different for males, can identify with the pressure that builds up in our bodies and minds that makes you this stressed out ball of negative energy that makes you feel stewing in your head all the time because the perpetuating negative thoughts don't stop. It's just like a whole symphony playing there by a very loud orchestra all the time. Okay, I guess my musical background is coming through 20 years later. (laughs) Bear with me. It's the feeling that I experienced it in the past and whenever it creeps up again, it's feeling resentful towards others, feeling like I'm working so hard and I'm working for this, but how come you're not? Or how come you're not helping me or seeing me for what I do? And it also feels like, for me at least, like the symptoms of it is being stuck in that negative loop and constantly spiraling down. So small things can take you down. They just like jump on you and take you down by a big storm. There's a lot of judging that is involved with it. There's a lot of stuff that affects your habits and affects your discipline, affects your consistency. Because when you're hard on yourself, nothing is good enough. You work out, you've done, oh no, you didn't push hard. Oh, you've done three workouts, but you're supposed to do five. Sometimes you, I felt like a crackhead on the loose, just trying to finish everything up, just snapping at everybody, being upset when things don't go my way, because that was the only way. And I feel like this stuff occupies so much of your precious real estate up in your head. To me, it led to sickness. It leads to stress for sure. It's a chronic stress buildup. And it also leads, it can lead to burnout and sickness. In fact, I shared a story before. I burnt out more than a few times. Once you feel that misalignment with yourself, when there is a part of you just like constantly trying to punish yourself for not eating well enough, for not being XYZ, for not doing XYZ, feels like a disaster, like a natural disaster, disaster in your body. And I was thinking about like, what actually provokes this? What actually promotes this behavior so much in us? And I've done, I've done some research, obviously, I read self-help books, like crazy psychological books and research that PubMed research, stu- real studies. But I found that just in my own experience, it's also a good indicator because I went through a crazy storm of personal growth, development, just in the last five years, let alone six months, just it's been it's been insane in terms of growth 
And not all of it was beautiful. Some of it was ugly and bumpy and uncomfortable, which is the growth, right? The definition of, okay, we're growing. It's really uncomfortable. But I found that there are four things that often contributed. Maybe I'm missing some. Maybe I'll add on to this episode later. But what I noticed, things that contribute the most is poor mindset. So basically poor management of your values, your actions related to your thoughts, to your emotions. It's poor planning. Often we are just not organized and we are stressing out or things uh, poorly planning, over planning, under planning. It's people pleasing. Hell yes, because you will push yourself to the point where you can't when you stretch yourself so thin, there's nothing left of you. And this, if you're a woman listening to this, oh my gosh, 99.99% of us can relate to that. Women are people pleasers by nature. It's in our nurturing nature. And the perfectionism also will get in your way. If you are hard on yourself, the chances are, I don't have to quiz you on this, chances are you have perfectionistic tendencies. So those four Ps, some poor mindset, I made it up, but you know, bear with me. Those are detrimental to your mental health, to your performance anywhere, at work, at home, with your habits, with how you treat yourself. And I, you know, I found an interesting study that said 60% of adult women have negative thoughts about themselves on a weekly basis. 60%. And the majority of women, 52%, admit they are hard on themselves, even when they're upset. And you're even harder on yourself when you're upset. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. So the inner pressure cooker that has a compilation of those tiny pieces that we pile up. Oh, these jeans don't fit well on me. Hmm, how come I didn't lose weight? Oh, calling yourself a name. Like I noticed some of my clients bring it up in our conversations that they are so stuck in the pattern of calling themselves names, sometimes mean names. So that negative self-talk is showing up when it's not needed, right? So the lack of kindness here. With all of that being said, with all the things that I think like lead to this behavior and that stops our progress, stops our betterment, stops our learning and growing properly towards what we want to be and actually sidetracks us. I found a few things that really helped me releasing that inner pressure cooker. Because again, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're not new, if you know my story, if you know that I am a recovering perfectionist and I'm doing so much better than I've done even five years ago, I grew up in Soviet Russia, Soviet Belarus, and I was born in a family of two quite conservative, strict people who were pushing me hard. And no matter how hard I tried, I felt like I was not deserving love. I was not getting the love I got, I needed. And there are things like my mom said that triggered the trajectory of my life in a specific way. For example, she would dump everything out of my closet when I was 11 or 12, tell me to fold it back up perfectly, the keyword. And if I didn't, if I had such a mess in my closet that my future husband, I was 11, my future husband would leave me. This is what I grew up with, okay? And I know that can be way worse. I know that I'm privileged. My parents didn't abuse me. I went through a lot of trauma, but I was not, I was loved by them. I did not feel loved enough, but I know they did their best. That's out of the way. Also, the fact that my mom is freaking awesome. She does not listen to this podcast. She's my favorite person in the world. The funny part is the side of my husband's closet is actually way worse than mine. Just saying. 
to share it. I meant to share this with you. I needed to share this with you. So what helped me to release that perfectionism with my grades, with papers that didn't do well in school, with not receiving this grant or not getting that job or for a long time not succeeding in business or going up and down with performance at the gym, like in relationships everywhere. I was spending so much time thinking about how not good I was, how not worthy, deserving, enough, and all I was. So I'm going to share a few tools. I actually wrote down seven of them to create this episode to be, as usual, actionable. If you want to take notes, take notes. I'm not going to tag them in the show notes so that you know, but they're fairly simple and some of them will hit the cord in a stronger way with you. So pay attention if you are feeling called out. It's a good sign. It is a good sign. And if you are feeling like, oh, this is just resonating with me so much, break it down after you hear what I have to say. Break it down into a tiny thing, asking yourself, okay, how can I implement this? Because, you know, I'm so practical and pragmatic in this podcast. I love to inspire you. I would love to motivate you. I'd love to give you a kick in the booty that you need. But if you don't take action after listening to this, well, It's just another show, right? Like, what's the difference between listening to the Habit Queen podcast and listening to Netflix shows? So, come on. All right. Unless you're watching the Benton Anna, that's pretty good and has some good life lessons there. I'm getting to the point. I promise. I'm getting to the point. The first thing that helped me releasing that inner pressure cooker and self-pressure was being okay with my mistakes and failures. I'm talking about an A student who was freaking out for days back in 2011 when she got a C on an exam. I needed to keep my 4.0 to get a good job, to stay in the country. It was a lot of pressure there. What I know now, a decade later, that embracing the growth mindset, allowing yourself to make those mistakes, you can't be perfect. You will make boo-boos, you will F things up, but allowing yourself to learn from them instead of being upset and stuck with them. How come have I done this? Instead of asking, what can I learn from this? How can I do better next time? What can I do better next time? Nobody is excellent at things from the get-go. So being okay with making mistakes, getting up and going again, embracing the failure as a part of your journey, not this demon that is, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid of it. I'm going to face it. I'm going to face it. You're facing it. And then you freaking out about the next one, right? So taking it as a part of your journey. Just like you can get a flat tire on the way to work. That's a part of a journey. The car can't break down because you have a car. You're not the car. (laughs) So you're not responsible for it, but it can happen. The second thing is probably my favorite from these seven. And by now, you probably know my personality with a little bit of sass, with some sarcasm and some life lessons that I'm so excited to share with you. I don't take myself seriously. I don't take other people seriously anymore. And humor and laughter are my coping mechanisms. Even during the hardest, darkest months of my life, I was able to find ways. And it's a practice. It's not that easy. It's a practice to finding things you can laugh, laugh off and humor and release that seriousness of it that can just squash you. I was talking to one of the coaches at my gym and he was saying how he approaches every workout, like, don't joke to me, don't don't mess with me, I'm not going to hear you. And I was like, dude, just 
lighten up. This is just a workout. And I get it. I know performers can get this way, but it's just a workout, right? It's just a task. It's just a blooper that came out of your mouth. That's just a mistake you made. If you put the just word, which I don't like using when I'm talking about myself or any accomplishments or anything, usually the just from women, especially, it's such a minimizing, almost like derogative word that makes us smaller. But if you're adding the just thing, like, it's not the end of the world, right? And you know it, but you have to convince yourself that it's not its not it yet. <laughs> Remember how when we were younger and we were thinking that 2020 is going to be the end of the world? Well, in a way, it was a beginning of a new world, but we're not going to talk about this on the podcast. The third thing I learned is to detach from results. Ugh, this one is a doozy. There are personality types book that talks about things, the attachment types. And I used to be a very anxious attachment type kind of kid because I had trauma around this. And attaching to a result for me as a high achieving person, as a performer, as a driven woman was really, really a big deal. And what I learned when I after I smashed my head at the wall many, many times and failed many, many times, I learned that when you focus on the process, you are grounding yourself in the present. There is no better time to be grounded in. And even lately, about 15 people I know in my life are pregnant right now. Some of them are very close people and family and close girlfriend, girlfriends. And some of them are just strangers on the internet or people just in my circle. And I found myself making baby blankets like crazy. I'm on my fifth baby blanket. If you're pregnant and listening to this, chances are you're getting a baby blanket in the mail. This is my hobby. It's been my hobby since I was six. I found myself redoing when I get distracted, redoing, redoing, redoing the pattern, messing it up, redoing it. But I love the process. I don't even love the finished product so much. And sometimes my husband looks at me and thinks that I'm insane because I'll show him a piece that I've redone seven times. And he's like, how come you're making the same mistake? And I'm like, I just got distracted or this got messed up or whatever. But I love the process of making it with love and care so much. I don't care about the result. Usually it's good, but I care more about the present moment of me making it, being mindful. It's very therapeutic. So detach yourself from the result. I want to lose 50 pounds, but boy, I failed this week. How can you break it down to today's? Like today I succeeded at this. This is my win. So that was huge for me. As well as number four, letting go of being perfect. If you can't show up with yourself, for yourself, and with yourself being imperfect, it's going to be really hard for you to release that inner pressure quicker. This comes from a girl who would not leave the house if I had a little wrinkle on my skirt, shirt, pants, whatever, piece of clothing, or any scuff on my boots, or whatever. I would not leave the house. Can you imagine how much energy we spend trying to make ourselves perfect? nobody cares that you're perfect or not you care nobody else does so kind of not giving a shit anymore about what others will think of you will also lead you there and detaching from the perfectionism as a concept like you only have to be in these two realms perfect or imperfect be somewhere in the middle be a crunchy mama be a hippie be a very uptight boss girl i don't know just making things up but that was huge and i can you already have an episode about perfectionism. I'll probably release an, a new one soon. So go look it up. Find that one. Number five. Realizing that thoughts are my choice. Ah. You think, huh, but they're so automated. There are 60,000 of them on you. You told me in the podcast episode and two-thirds of them are negative. What the hell do I do there? Here's the deal. 
I am inherently a positive, upbeat, bubbly person. Yet if I let it, negative thoughts will raid my mind, my body, (laughs) everything around me, and it will turn into a large snowball and downward spiral compoundly really fast. This happens to anybody. This is a protection mechanism for you because there's danger, there's fear, there's judgment, there is responsibility. There are so many things around you that you need to satisfy and produce that natural defense mechanism. But realizing that I can choose differently every single time, boy, did that give me power. So if you're willing to claim your power back, you can think a different thought. At some point, they will feel like they're false or fake, but you can get to the bottom of it. Why am I talking to myself this way? When I got to the bottom of my mom, like starting my perfectionism that way, I was like, huh, do I really care about this now? What are my values? What are my core values? What are my mom's values? Do I care about them? Yes, but no, thank you. (laughs) You know, so just releasing that extra layers of thoughts that don't serve you anymore. You can rewire your brain any time you want. It might not be instant. You may go back to the old patterns many times. In fact, I think I've shared a story about bullying, being bullied, or just judgment many on this podcast as well, where the, the old patterns will come back on a new level and teach you something, teach you a lesson. And it's going to be up to you to address them. The sixth thing I've learned is how to change my expectations. I've learned that the pressure is almost always, if not always, is self-pressure. It's self-imposed. I can turn off that button from my inner instant pot anytime, unplug it and set a different set of expectations. All right. So I had a back injury back in January and I can't lift what I was lifting prior to that. I was about to go to a nationals um, master's competition and I couldn't make it. And right now I'm fairly weak in comparison to that. But my expectation right now is I am getting healthy. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting back to where I was or better. But if I had the same expectation of, oh, how come I can't lift the same amount? What's what's wrong with me? I would be really, really stressed out about myself. So all of it is self-imposed. You can change your expectations. You can lower the bar and nobody's going to judge you for it unless you start comparing yourself. Okay. The last one is also a big one. It's a practice. It's a daily practice. It's not a woo-woo practice. It's just a really comforting, positive practice. Accepting things in gratitude, the way even when things are really, really rough, who didn't have it rough in the last two years? Finding a little bit of joy or peace or calm in the current circumstances and finding those tiny moments that are still good and even things are hard. If you stop resisting them, you're going to reduce your pain and anger and you'll start flowing in a different direction. Because, you know, what we resist persists. So in a way, in the last probably a couple of years, I stopped resisting the hardship coming my way. I was just like, come on, bring it, universe. I can deal with this and I can deal with it whatever because it's only making me a diamond. It's making me, polishing me off all the sides of me. It's naturally a reduction of your anger, resentment, resentment, frustration, and this buildup. So once you step, if you practice this, please let me know because that's a beautiful, magical tool. 
It can be hard to start, but if you start with tiny, tiny things you notice about yourself, about people, about experiences, about today's tiny, tiny wins. In fact, I've seen with one of my clients, with two of my clients actually, we've done this exercise where for seven days, they just write down their wins or write down the little gratitude bullets in the morning or give themselves a high five in the mirror in the bathroom or just do something. And by the end of the week, they felt like their wins started to increase exponentially. I know I shared a lot today. I shared this was thick. If you are feeling like, okay, I'm taking one of them. I need to work on this. Start just by a little bit and progressively focus on reducing the pressure on yourself. You don't have to drop all of it. Sometimes we can't. You may have spent years building this, this instant pot of yours, but now you can start releasing it. That's an incredible exercise and such a beautiful self-growth tool. So remember to audit, appraise, and applaud to your efforts every single week, okay? That's really important because if you don't acknowledge yourself, if you don't take notes in a way, it's just gonna go winging it. It's usually not working. You'll forget about it in a week. And I hope this episode was helpful. If you've been enjoying my latest podcast episodes, make sure to drop me a note. I'm not on Instagram, so you can email me at hi at anyaperry.com and you can leave a review or a rating, whichever you prefer. And I'm just, I just wanted to tell you that I'm so grateful for you. I hope you have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you soon.